eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hog Sports, exiting the north end zone of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium following a 30-20 win for the red team in the red-white game. Well, it went kind of like we thought it would go with uh, the red team defense. I think, you know, overall outdoing the, the white team offense. But it didn't start like that, did it? I mean, K.J. Jefferson came out and hit two big pass plays. I think it was 33 yards to Traylon Burks against Jalen Catalan, of all people. And then Simeon Blair got beat by Mike Woods. Uh, I think it was like 31-yard touchdown pass. But K.J., I thought, played pretty well overall and, and has continued to show uh, that he can really throw the deep ball. I love what people are saying about KJ right now, like his teammates and stuff, just about his leadership, you know, taking ownership of the team. He's got a little message for everybody every single day, just putting in all the extra work. That's what you want to see out of the quarterback. And you know, I saw him the other day, really the first time we've gotten up close with the quarterbacks because we had to stay at like one spot at practice and you know the quarterbacks will be way over on the other side, um, you know, except for when they're in team and stuff. But you know, just seeing KJ like up close for the first time in a long time the other day. He looks like he's like 250 pounds or more, and to be able to move like he does uh, is pretty impressive. So I think a good spring overall for KJ. I mean, it's a position at quarterback. You never really know what you've got. And the thing that I'm going to say here that, you know, I think that we, we miss a little bit in the spring with, you know, not just KJ, but also Malik Hornsby is what happens with the run, you know, because this is a heavy RPO team moving forward. And when you've got a quarterback that can run the ball and you can design running plays, which you don't do in the spring because they're off limits, they're no contact, you know, how much is that going to impact the defense in terms of just, like really just keeping them honest? And I always think like with a guy like Hornsby, you know, he has that kind of like Nick Marshall speed. If you guys remember him from Auburn, led him all the way to the national championship game. But he can really, really run and, and is explosive. And, you know, KJ can run too. He's just a little more like bull over you, you know, kind of a long strider type. But like how much of an impact is that going to have with Arkansas's offense when you have the fear of those quarterbacks running? And, you know, that's something that we've talked about for years and years, really since about 2004, because Arkansas hasn't had a dual threat type of quarterback. So... It'll be interesting to see how that plays in. Jefferson was 6 of 11 for 153 yards and two touchdowns. I'm going to kind of wipe out that 46-yarder he had to Knox because I felt like he got touched, which they have touch sacks, right? And he also, there was a 27-yard run he had where he also got touched. Now, he probably would have gotten away from both of those in a game, but the rules are the rules. I didn't see Malik Hornsby getting that kind of treatment. He had a 70-yard bomb to uh, 
to uh, Jaqueline Crawford that was wiped out because he was he was touched a little bit, and I think he probably would have gotten away from that. But uh, Hornsby was 11 of 18 for 144 yards and a touchdown. Not a bad day for him. I thought he was probably um, the most accurate that he's been. However, his first three or four incomplete passes, he was like four or seven, I think, early on. I think three of those all could and maybe should have been intercepted. So maybe that was a product of he's used to being in a white jersey, throwing to you know receivers in a white jersey, and uh, I guess it was you know he was in red today. So maybe that was that was part of it. I just wrote down a few things. Uh, that stood out to me. I thought that there was a big difference in with the lineups in the in the first team defensive line versus the second team defensive line because it wasn't just entirely, you know, it wasn't like really the first team defensive line. It was really, you know, the top several defensive tackles, the top probably four defensive ends, and probably would have been the top five defensive ends, but Deshaun Stewart wasn't able to go today because of injury, and there were some players out. So, person's coming you gonna stop okay so I felt like that was probably a big reason that the running game was going so much better for um, for the second team offense even though probably three of the top four running backs were with the first unit you know so uh, that was a big thing I mean like First of all, let's talk about the defensive line. I really think that they have made really good strides. And I like seeing Eric Gregory because they ran the four-man front the whole time this game. It's kind of weird, like in practice, they like, it's like we're either going to run a three-man front all day or we're going to run a four-man front all day. And then for this, aside from some, you know, short yardage stuff, they ran a four-man front the entire, the entire practice or the entire game and had Eric Gregory lined up as one of the defensive tackles. Now, Gregory goes about 300 pounds as a defensive end. I actually like him there. You know, he, he provides a lot of quickness. I think they've got a good bit of depth at defensive end with Dorian Gerald, Matteo Soli, Zach Williams, who Zach Williams really coming on. This is a guy that was pretty skinny overall when he got to Arkansas and kind of skinny last year too. And he's up to 264 now, plans to get to about 275. And let me tell you, it's all rock solid. I mean, they were out there the other day without pads on, you know, he had his sleeves rolled up and you can just see that he is really filled out uh, from a muscularity standpoint. I think that's true with a lot of guys on this team. You know, we talked about the offensive line, just to flip it to the other side real quick. This is an offensive line that not even two years ago was averaging 291 per man across the front with the starters. Now, suddenly, less than two years later, I mean, we haven't got to the next season yet, and they're about 319 per man. I mean, that's a 28 pound per man difference. That's a lot of weight uh, in just a short amount of time. And some of it's the same guys. I mean, you got Myron Cunningham, who's you know pushing 330 or so right now. He was at 291, 290, I think, uh, when he when he first arrived and was a starter for like 10 games in 2019. So a lot bigger up front on the offensive line. But I do think that that was a big difference, you know, in this particular game. Just the overall talent of the first team defensive line versus the second team defensive line. And again, not really the second team defensive line because it was several of the several of the first team guys and, and backups with the first group. So uh, yeah, linebackers, I mean, you always wonder about depth, but you know, Hayden Henry wasn't playing today. Uh, I, I worry more about linebacker for like 2022 versus 
2021. I think they're going to be okay if they can stay set, uh, healthy. And then, you know, you know, you flip it back to the secondary, and you've got some real studs, like some genuine, and it, and it's and it's from recruiting. I mean, and you can you can credit the previous staff and the current staff for some of the jobs that they've done recruiting in the secondary. But you know, Monteric Brown, Jalen Catalan. I mean, you know the the regular names, but you've got some younger guys coming up, like. Miles Slusher, who was playing a good bit of cornerback today. I mean, so you had Gregory playing defensive tackle from defensive end, Miles Slusher, who's a safety playing cornerback, and he can play there. Let me tell you, he's got some real speed to play there. And you got another guy in that same 2020 class who came in at safety, and Nick Turner, who's been running, he's been running cornerback all all spring. Um, so I think those are, you know, that's a positive move, you know, for for Nick Turner. I think Slusher is a guy that you could see just kind of line up all over the place, kind of like Catalan does in a lot of ways. Um, so some things to be encouraged about with that with that secondary. And especially like if they can get to the quarterback on the defensive line, then that would change everything. I mean, that would, that would make them just that much better. What else do we want to talk about today? Dominic Sanders ran the ball well. Again, a little bit of a product of, you know, there being a bigger discrepancy between the second team offensive line and really what was, you know, kind of the third, fourth bunch of guys on the defensive line. But Dominic Johnson's a guy that I was thinking, eh, maybe give this guy a look at running, or excuse me, give this guy a look at linebacker. But I think that he has proven that he belongs at running back. He's a bigger guy, 240 pounds. But he had, you know, he slipped a, a you know, I was talking about Slusher a minute ago. Well, he spun right off Slusher and went for like 22 yards. He had another nice stiff arm. I mean, he's, he's run the ball really, not just this game, but really all spring. And, you know, Raheem, uh, Raheem Sanders, I think, is a guy that maybe just needs some more reps. You know, we see him getting confused sometimes. You know, at the mesh point, there's, you know, some bobbles and some, some fumbles that are caused. So, you know, I think that maybe he's a little bit farther away in terms of just getting totally comfortable at running back because he hasn't been there. But he's a guy to get excited about. 6'2", 220 pound guy that can really sprint. Um, you got A.J. Green coming in also at running back. So it'll be interesting to see how that position develops because really your older guys, your more experienced guys are you know more speedy, a little bit more undersized type players at running back. So we'll see how that position evolves. I think Trey Knox at wide receiver has had a really good spring. And you know he'll get guys back too like Devion Warren uh, wasn't out there all spring. Tyson Morris didn't play in this red-white game. Uh, you know, two reliable wide receivers, but we know what Arkansas has in Traylon Burks and Mike Woods, who came out early in this in this game and and really showed out. So, but Trey Knox, you know, he's he's a guy that I, you know, based on what everybody's told me, put in a lot of extra work. Maybe he was dealing with some stuff last year on a personal level, also that maybe we didn't you know think about or know about, but definitely didn't have the sophomore season that we expected out of him. But he started today, had a couple of good catches. One of them, again, I don't know if it would count, but he did make the catch. It was a jump ball, 42-yarder, um, where I thought KJ was probably sacked. But uh, yeah, a nice overall day. It was a little colder than you expected. But uh, I've got gloves on <laughs> because it's so cold. I actually left the press box earlier and we go home and ride all the stuff just because it was it was getting really cold up there. So, uh, and you, when your hands get kind of kind of cold they get your knuckles get slow to type so anyway anything else i want to say john david white five catches for 87 yards and a touchdown nice job john david i think that's pretty much everything i want to cover you know special teams i guess we got to touch on special teams they did okay today 
thought there were some pretty decent punts. There was a kickoff out of bounds. There was 12 men on the field at one point on the defense that was declined. But other than that, pretty good day overall for the special teams. And I think it was important for them to put all that extra effort into it today, which they did. And uh, or not just today, but you know, throughout the whole spring. I'm starting to get a little cold. I mean, it's not that cold. It's like 52 degrees and I'm acting like it's frigid out here, but it's 52 degrees and overcast, but I am starting to get really cold. My face is starting to, what is it? 51 and overcast right now. Anyway, I think that pretty much does it for the spring. Now, it's kind of crazy because the sports cluster has kind of subsided. You know, it's, it's that time that we just got through with where, you know, baseball starting up, basketball's in March Madness, spring football. Usually, you know, recruiting is really picking up right now, but that's gonna be pushed off until June for the most part. I mean, they had some visitors and stuff here today. You could read about that on Hog Sports, but this is the sports cluster and it's all kind of slowly dropping off, isn't it? And now it's just baseball. Recapping spring football, moving on to baseball, and then looking forward to uh, recruiting this summer finally. Players are going to be able to start visiting campuses and stuff like that. So look forward to Hog Sports and Danny West coverage of all the recruiting stuff. Of course, baseball going on right now, playing Texas A&M. That's been a slaughter. But uh, yeah, wrapping it up. All right, everybody. I guess I'll be back with you guys on Monday for a little Hog Sports Live. So tune into that, and we'll wrap up this walk and talk now. Appreciate you, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.